Hello, and welcome to Unbinding Prometheus, a podcast miniseries in which we will be examining the Greek legend of Prometheus and its various adaptations to understand it more deeply. In this final episode of our miniseries, we are going to discuss adaptations of adaptations of the story of Prometheus. And how, in a strange turn of fate, these adaptations have cycled around closer to the original myth than the adaptation they are attempting to make their own. And I know that sounds a little out there, but if you're willing to go on this last trip with me, it really is interesting. First, let's talk about the 1998 Prometheus film. While it does primarily exist as its own separate entity, to ignore the clear influence of Prometheus Unbound on the film, you'd have to close your eyes. We touched briefly on these influences in the episode on the film, however it goes much deeper, with Tony Harrison even beginning the scripting process of the film in the Baths of Caracalla in Rome. So he would be starting his work in the same place Percy Shelley wrote Prometheus Unbound. As we noted, the film in Prometheus Unbound both use the story of Prometheus as an analog for a political situation, and both frame the story as a fight between the lone radical characterization of Prometheus and an all-powerful tyrannical foe embodied by Zeus. And both works focus heavily on the emotions of mankind and the misery they experience at the hands of the gods. However, this is the point at which the works diverge, as in the film, Prometheus ultimately falls short in his battle, and the almighty tyrant reigns supreme. And in this, the film ends much more truthfully to the original myth, in which Prometheus is bound and the supremacy of Zeus is affirmed. Another good example of this is the 2009 film Splice. This film is a take on the story of Frankenstein in which the creature is made with genetic splicing technology, and unlike the original novel, the creators attempt to actively raise their creation and to properly care for them as their child. With similar results to the original novel, in which the creature goes on a rampage in the third act. Aside from this ultimately disappointing third act twist, the film examines many of the notes of the original novel through a lens of what was, at the time, an emergence science taken to its extreme. However, more importantly for our purposes, this film and its attempts to add new elements and explore new ideas inadvertently draws itself away from the story of Frankenstein and much closer to the original myth of Prometheus. Having the creator act in a loving way and attempt to provide for their creation to the best of their ability. Furthermore, in Splice, we also see the undertone of the idea of creation eventually succeeding creator, as Prometheus hoped mankind would. The final adaptation we're going to discuss is Frankenstein, a new musical. It is exactly what it sounds like, a gothic musical adaptation of the classic novel Frankenstein that is inexplicably and remarkably good. The musical primarily follows the plot of the novel, however it makes several key changes, first and foremost making the Prometheus link much more pronounced. 
with characters discussing the myth within the show, and even a song titled The Modern Prometheus in which Victor directly ponders his parallels to the figure of Prometheus, and Victor coming to understand his inequity to Prometheus and the responsibilities to his creation he failed to measure up to, redeeming both characters in his final breaths and praying for his child's well-being as he dies. In this change, to make the character more admirable, as well as to end the musical on a positive note, the musical fundamentally changes Victor, and his relationship to the figure of Prometheus and the meaning thereof. While still fundamentally unequal, Victor is changed to a loving creator, and his purpose turns from a cautionary tale to one of hope, that man may someday inherit Prometheus' mantle as he wanted for his children, learning from Victor's mistakes. While this strange trend is interesting in its own right, it becomes even more interesting when you consider all of Greek myth exists as a cycle. Cronus overthrows his father Uranus and frees his Titan siblings. Zeus overthrows Cronus and releases his Olympian siblings. And someday, Zeus's child is destined to overthrow him. All of Greek myth is a cycle. And when you consider that it seems almost preordained that when stories inspired by a story breed the next generation of stories, they begin to resemble the original, creating their own cycle. And when we're discussing a Greek myth uniquely about creation, it seems only appropriate to me that its influence would create a new and truly Greek cycle all its own. I have been Morgan A. Hart of Unbinding Prometheus. Thank you for joining me on this journey, and I hope you've enjoyed hearing it as much as I've enjoyed creating it. <laughs>